Hey there, I'm Daniel. Welcome to Bandit's Keep. In this season, we are discussing the merging of Chainmail and OD&D, Original Dungeons & Dragons. I've been uh, working on this for a little bit now. Uh, as I get deeper into it, I'm finding more and more uh, little parts that seem to need to change. Uh, there's been a lot of work done on this by other people, and mostly in the combat part. And as I dig deeper into it, I see that there's just things that won't jive for me, and I know I'm going to need to adjudicate it at the table when it comes up. So I'm just thinking, I'm just going to work on it until I can kind of get it to a place where I think it really works. One of those areas is saving throws, which we've talked about a little bit, and spells. I did decide, if you're curious, to go with no actual saving throw that a character has on their sheet, and to put the saving throws essentially in each monster's description. And I've got most of the monsters in the original set done now, and we're going to work our way through spells. I think it's very interesting, and it's amazing to me that people came up with this stuff, you know, the original stuff. It's it's amazing, like, like where this came from, how creative these people were. Anyways, that's kind of a side note. So what I want to talk about a little bit today, which I thought was really interesting, and it is relevant to OD&D because the claim was made about OD&D, although I think it could be something you could use in any game, and that is that somebody posted on a forum that, because it was a, it was a discussion about uh, rolling behind the screen versus not behind the screen for things like traps and secret doors and stuff like that. And what they claimed was that Gygax, in fact, rolled those numbers automatically if you came near a trap or a secret door or what have you. And if there was a success, you just found it. Now, the way I know this is not true is twofold. <laughs> okay, I can never really know anything, I guess. But one is that it would seem odd that I'm just hearing it now with all the information that I've heard about everything. But also the fact that the Wilderness uh, Adventures part, the third book, in in the uh, three book set there, specifically points out that a dungeon master can allow something similar to that for elves. That is that everybody has a chance to find these secret doors, but uh, the elf has a better chance. If a dungeon master desires, they can have the elf uh, automatically, you know, just find it on a lesser number. So basically, I think it's one and two. So that did exist, but it wasn't for every character. The reason why I'm even thinking about it is because... I've mentioned this before, I think, here, as I listen to the Monster Man podcast, which is great if you guys don't listen to it. One thing that James seems to be very much against is the idea that, like, his players should be constantly tapping on the floor with 10-foot poles and checking things and it's slowing, you know, it slows down the game, I guess, in his mind. Uh, to me, I say that is the game, but I guess, again, that's why these games are awesome, right? We all have, have different ways of thinking. So if you were that type of person, like, if you were somebody who was like, oh, man, I don't want, like, every single time we come to a door... The thief's got to roll to hear it. The uh, Then they're going to search for traps. Then they're going to try to pick the lock. You know, whatever. What you could, in theory, do is that just tell them they never have to tell you they're doing that. It's just assumed that they are. If they encounter a place that is trapped, you will just roll at that time to see if they find the trap. And if they didn't, then they set it off. They don't have any chance to not decide. They can't decide, oh, no, no, I'm not going to go through the door then. It's like, you're going through the door? Okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to roll this die now because this door was trapped. Let's see if you found the trap before you went through the door. And this is kind of an interesting compromise because now you don't have this situation where the players are constantly, number one, you know, if it's 
slows down the game or aggravating for the DM for them to constantly be, you know, asking 17 questions about each door. But also the idea that if you're a player, you know, you probably realize this, after you've checked like half a dozen doors, you start to slack off a bit because you haven't found anything. This inevitably happens, right? And then eventually the 10th door is the one that's trapped and you stop checking after door eight. This actually kind of avoids that problem as well, you know, problem, if you will. The idea that you're a high-level adventurer, you would be checking. You don't need to be rolling constantly to to check. It's just going to happen. So this is kind of an interesting mechanic, and I don't think I would make it a house rule for just general play, but I could definitely see it in one-shots. If you, if you know you have to get the game done in two to four hours, just be like, hey, okay, you're a thief. Don't worry about ever asking to check for things. If the situation comes, I will allow you to roll at that point, and if you're successful, then yeah, you're good. So that's kind of interesting. I'm curious what you guys think about that. I just thought it was kind of an interesting uh, way to play. And a little uh, one final thing here is that if you uh, are familiar with BX, in BX, which by the way is one of my favorite rules, traps don't automatically go off when you walk over them, typically. Room traps I'm talking about, like a pit trap in the hallway. It goes off if you roll a one or a two, which means that you could have a party walking through and there's like six or seven players or player characters and the first three or four might walk right over the pit shop without it going off. And then the unlucky, you know, player might be the one that falls in, which I think is great. It's one of my favorite rules in BX. It just is a really interesting way to do things and it kind of breaks things up. And also (laughs) it can be a heck of a thing if the trap is like a falling, uh, you know, Borkalis or whatever, it can separate the, the group and stuff like that. So I, I think it's really actually pretty cool. And it's a rule that I often will use in other systems as well, because I just think it's a good BX rule. But that being said, you know, again, if you think about it, that's kind of the same, right? It's like you only you roll and if they get the bad number, then they fall in the pit. Whereas if they don't, it's like the trap isn't there at all. I don't know. Again, let me know what you guys think. Uh, hopefully I'll have something to say about the monsters and spells the next time I talk to you here, hopefully in a week or so, because like I said, I'm mostly done. I have a feeling that I'm going to eventually more or less rewrite this entire game so that it's just... Because right now it's like constantly referencing back and forth to the original system. So I think I'm just going to like write up all the monsters because right now I just have like notes for each one. So it'll say like Manicor, you know, shoots a... Tail spikes like a light crossbow. But it's like, okay, but then you still have to... I mean, not that I don't know what manicures, but you still have to look up manicure somewhere else. So I feel like I might take that text from the original game and rewrite it a bit so that it's, so that it's legal for me to do because obviously you can't just copy and paste it. Uh, and then add my my notes for Troop Combat to it so that uh, it becomes a document somebody could just use instead of having to go back and forth. I'm up in the air about that because I kind of feel like that I'm going to give this away likely and I, you know I feel like you should buy... ODD if you want to play ODD and not, uh, you know, not just me give it to you for free. So, anyways, that's just my thoughts there. Uh, let me know what you guys think, and I will talk to you soon.